I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-minute parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15-minute parenting podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. After the activity episode went live and there were lots of obviously activities and games included in that one, I heard from a parent who saying, you know, how much they enjoyed it, certainly, but saying, you know, what about those awkward times when you're stuck in traffic or you've got to, you know, sit in a waiting room or something like that? And what do you do in those moments to be playful, just to stop frayed tension and tempers getting out of hands? And, you know, there are times when our adult lives lives are going to clash with our children's lives and our children's temperaments more than their lives. And it's most pronounced when we have to do something, have to attend to something. And we need our children to just play along. Please be good. Please just let me get this done. And our need is what's taking over, often at a cost of their need, you know, because actually sometimes doing this is just really, really hard for them. It may even be beyond their developmental scope to sit in a waiting room with us for 30 minutes or to sit in traffic for 30 minutes without getting a little bit stir crazy because we all have a window of tolerance. You know, this is a a space, a mental airspace, if you like, where things feel comfortable, things feel within our control. But equally, we all have states of dysregulation that will lead to us feeling less comfortable, not quite out of control, but not comfortable. And just beyond those states of dysregulation, sometimes it can be like a momentary switch. Sometimes it's a few minutes. There are other states of hyperarousal, like a volcanic eruption or hypoarousal, iceberg, freezing, zoning out, just getting really flat. And, you know, we need to know about these states because there are things we adults need um, our children to do, such as waiting. I think waiting is such a good example that can trigger these states, you know, and that could be as simple as something that's beyond our control, like sitting in traffic. I can't make the traffic go. What will I do? Well, there is something you can do. There's play that you can do on the go, play that you can have prepared and at your disposal for those moments that in that glance in the rearview mirror, I can see that you're getting antsy. In other words, dysregulated. It's not out of control, but it's certainly not comfortable. You're showing me all those signs. That's when I need to get in there at the very latest, if not before it, because if you go into full blown, I want to get out of the car and into that, that's not when I should say, oh, let's play a game because I've actually lost you in that moment. I need to get you back into some window of tolerance so that we can then ultimately co-regulate. So I thought in this episode, while explaining the window of tolerance a little bit, as best I can in this kind of a context, you know, that if we want to extend the window of tolerance, playful, connected experiences will do that. And by extending that window, it means that we can stay in a comfortable zone for longer periods of time and stretch ourselves, even when it's like, oh, I don't love this. I can still tolerate it. So I'm going to suggest you develop an on the go play kit. And, you know, you could do this very simply, you know, staying on brand for me, I'm going to say you will have this prepped in 15 minutes or less. So sometimes, you know, like we're saying, you're going to have to wait for someone in a cafe longer 
longer than expected or you're going to have to hang around waiting to pick another child up while you've got a younger child with you, whatever it might be, the waiting game. So I have a Ziploc, you know, a kind of freezer bag that I carry with me that contains enough items to keep a young child engaged, stimulated and occupied without having to resort to kind of screen-based device to achieve that same outcome. And it's the kind of play on the go kit that fits easily into a coat pocket, a handbag, the glove box of your car. So it will contain simple things like a double sheet of newspaper. You can do a nice game of newspaper punch. You hold the paper out away from your body, of course, and you pull it taut and you say punch through there and they punch it, the double sheet of newspaper into four smaller pieces, roll each smaller piece up into paper balls, make a loop with your arms and you can play basketball with that. So a double sheet of newspaper is a great way to play if you're in a waiting room, obviously, if you're not not when you're driving the car, but other waiting scenarios always have a party bag size of bubbles. You know, you can play bubble pop, you know, where you say pop the bubbles with your pointer, catch them, you know, pop them with your pinky. See, can you pop them with your nose, whatever it might be for the scenario you're in. You could play bubble tennis where you pick one bubble and just blow it lightly forward and back to each other. Harder to do bubble tennis at the moment like that when we're out in public and we're wearing masks and taking off masks and blowing is not an ideal thing to do. But it is one you could do in a more private setting just to kind of flag it. I would have two little finger puppets and you could put them on and tell a story to your child or have them interact with you or give them to them to play with on their own story. I would have a feather. You can blow it hand to hand again. Be aware like the bubbles bubble tennis of the blowing there but you could also tip it from your hand to theirs you could um, take a, a cotton ball with the feather and while you're waiting in a waiting room scenario have them close their eyes and without peeking they have to guess are you touching their nose or their cheek with the feather or the cotton ball it shouldn't be hard to guess you just want them to close their eyes and wait with you um you could have, you know, a sheet of tinfoil folded up in your bag. You unfold it and you can make body part molds, you know, make a mold of their fist by covering their fist in the tinfoil and squeezing it in and then wiggling out so they see their fist or their handprint, um, anything like that. You could have a generous strip of toilet paper and play toilet paper bust out where you bind their hands or arms with toilet roll and they bust out when you say bust out. Um, then you have all these little bits of toilet roll. You line them up, maybe three or four layers deep and play karate chop where they chop when you you know get their little chopper hand out and they stand there they have to wait till you say karate chop and on your cue of chop they chop through and then you could get loads and loads of squares of toilet roll now again depends on where you are for this third bit you could roll each square up into a ball and have a little snowball fight if you're sitting in your car waiting on the other child and you don't mind bits of toilet roll thrown around your car fine you can pick them up later um, but if you're in a pub public waiting room that will leave that third bit out it won't be appropriate you could bring some lotion with you and do hand massage you could do a slippery thumb wrestle make both of your hands lotiony and then do thumb wrestling but because it's slippy it's harder you could use the lotion in that moment to check out any new bumps or bruises or adventure marks they have and take care of those you could have um some strawberry laces or you know those uh, fruit winder things and you could use use those to measure parts of your child you could measure their listening ears their wiggly fingers then break off the piece of the strawberry lace show them how big their 
listening ear is and feed them that little piece as well. So it's a nice little activity. And again, not while you're physically driving the car. I will give you some for driving the car actually as well. But they're ones that when you're standing waiting or in a sitting room area waiting, it's great. Have a few little stickers in that Ziploc bag. You can play sticker match, you know, put a sticker on their nose, then have them put a sticker in the same place on your nose, put a sticker on their chin, on their chin. And again, if if that part of your face is hidden by a mask, they can put a sticker over the mask or they could just put a sticker on your earlobe, your forehead, your shoulder, your knee, whatever it is like that. And I mean, if you really want to push the boat out and you're going to have a significant weight on your hands, throw in a temporary tattoo into that bag because that can keep a child very engaged while doing some nice nurture based touch play while you apply the tattoo and rub it in and rub it in and gently peel it off. You might use one of the cotton balls in your Ziploc bag and dampen it with some water you might have to hand um, bottle of water in your bag or whatever and just rub that over. It can help the tattoo come off without tearing or breaking and just having basically I'm just making a suggestion of loads of easily accessible household style items or things that are lying around the house from play kits um, have them on hand that's going it, it, I just think it will allow you to play you know so many activities and it will all fit into a little freezer bag that you can just stick easily into a handbag the glove box of the car just easily bring with you in whatever little bag you bring with your child's snacks or whatever when you're out and about now I have mentioned, you know, don't do this in the car, don't do that one in the car. So a couple of simple, effective games that you can play while driving the car are also worth having to hand because they'll keep your children engaged and calm without distracting you, the driver. Um, These games, for obvious reasons, require no props at all. So once you familiarize yourself with them, you're good to go. You just need to know them in your head. A really good one is to play jelly and ice cream. So it's also a great game to co-regulate your children when they're getting a bit high and you'd like them to calm down or equally if you feel they are getting a bit like an iceberg and getting very flat and you don't want them to zone out or fall asleep if it's not quite sleep time, then you want to keep them up into that window of tolerance where the arousal is just right. So what you say is, I'm going to say jelly and when I do, all you must say ice cream. But you have to say it the same way that I do. So even now, as you're listening to this podcast, when I say jelly in your own head or out loud, depending on where you are, you respond with ice cream the same way that I do. So if I say jelly in a whisper, you're going to whisper back to me, ice cream. If I yell jelly, you're going to yell ice cream back to me and so on. If I go jelly or jelly, lots of variation in tonality and prosody, basically. And they're going to say a different word in the same way. They have to really co-regulate and connect with you. Now, look, this isn't about accuracy. So if your child says jelly instead of ice cream it doesn't matter what matters is they're staying connected and engaged with you so just keep going you could also do some variation on the alphabet game you know where you work your way through the alphabet picking pop stars or books or songs that account for every letter in sequence and see how far you can get that's a good one to do by the way with older children but you could do a variation that involves you taking your child's name and using each letter to say something positive about them. For example, if you take the name Cara, C-A-R-A, you're going to have cool, adventurous, responsible, adorable. 
you know, so something like that. And if your child is old enough, have them do one for mom, dad, gran, and they have to say a nice positive word for each letter in the name. And that can be a really good one to keep engaged, stay engaged and keep everybody focused. Um, a seated Simon Says is good while you're driving the car. You call out actions. They do them from their safe car seats. So be very aware of the type of actions you're asking for. It means keeping it to small movements. They can easily do sitting down, such as touch your nose, put your put your hands on your head, rub your tummy, clap your hands, things like that. Wiggle your fingers, um, anything like that that they can do sitting down. But you could do a Simon Says. And you could also take turns doing animal noises. You know, for example, you could do it differently and call out different animals and your child or children have to make the noise of that animal in response. Um, they could all, you could even elaborate on that, you know, by asking them to say what each animal's favorite food is, where would the animal live, what would their name be, um, anything like that. But you could also have them, if they're old enough, you know, do it back. You take turns that you just do the noise and you have to each guess what the animal is. There's lots and lots of ways that you can have fun with this. Um, but the basic thing is, is that when you know there are flashpoints for your child or your children in terms of behavior and you know that you have an actual time window rather than window of tolerance where, look, I'm going to get away with this for five, ten minutes and then they're going to get agitated. And after they get agitated, they're going to lose it and we're going to have behavioral difficulties. Then knowing that is your power, your insight. Use your knowledge and basically make a play plan that will get you through it. So play while waiting, have your little Ziploc bag, have your plan in place and have a few games in your head that you can easily default back to in those tricky times of waiting. I really hope that, you know, I hope it helps to have some play while waiting or play on the move ideas um, to hand because it's it's a feature of all our lives really, isn't it? So it's going to be something that comes up at some point and it's always better to be prepared. Have fun with it. Thank you for listening. I'd love if you could leave a positive review, share this with a friend or a few friends, or even subscribe to the podcast. It really helps others to find it and helps with visibility online. You can also follow me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune or on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune. No E at the end of that. Tune in next time for more 15-minute parenting.